Welcome back to our podcast. I'm Ben Hayes, the associate pastor at Morningstar Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, and I'm joined, as always, by John Decker, the lead pastor. This week, we're, we're super excited to have Mark Hale, the owner and operator of Harvest Pro Audio, amongst a ton of other things that he does, but he's a huge resource to us, and we have him in doing some some work and helping us out this week um, at, at the church, and so wanted to have the opportunity to have a conversation with him. But man, there's a lot going on um, this week at the church, John, in there. It's like we say every week, uh, mm-hmm. almost, it's, it's kind of redundant, but it really is. I yeah. mean, coming off of Brian Weed being with us last week and then moving into, you guys have been working really hard with Ryan on the youth room yep. and, and gearing up for all of that. We've got a big event coming up with our youth next in, in April, mm-hmm. uh, taking them down to Missouri. So yeah, it's just... It's, crazy. it's a lot, man, but it's always good. I mean, if we were bored, we'd be doing something wrong, right? Yeah, I no mean, doubt. let's be honest. So, uh, but God's moving, man. We had um, eight people join the church on Sunday, yeah. and we think we got four more that went through the class that that uh, might be coming forward here soon. And and things awesome. are rolling, which is exciting, man. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's super exciting things that are going on and, yeah. and super excited this week to have Mark Hale with us. And yeah. Mark has been a huge part of just the first year that we've done. We've done, this is our second major uh, I would say major project not as major as the first one right, right. Subs, but <laughs> but the in-ear project that we're working on right now is going to be huge for our band and yeah so we're super excited to have him here I absolutely and and he was here with us uh, a few months ago and helping us get the sound system um, put together that that we were like man we got to upgrade and, and make some things happen and and it's been a night and day difference mm-hmm. with us and and we're so appreciative of Mark coming and hanging out and, and just at, let me just I'll just jump off and then I'll let you guys kind of carry this forward but but Mark is a lead pastor, somebody who I have no idea when it comes to sound, music, uh, quality of, of of what it should sound like, and that's why I love one having been here and kind of he can and just kind of turning him loose to do that. But you're the expert in this field, so maybe some for some lead pastors that are out there listening right now. We have some friends in ministry that listen, and like why why is it so important? Um, kind of walk us through the importance of why should our sound be good. Hey, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Uh, First of all, let me just say that when you drive on the parking lot at Morningstar Baptist, you can feel the presence of the Lord, and you can feel the excitement in the air here. This is a church that's alive, Mm -hmm. and it's doing things, and it's relevant to the community and to the body of Christ, and I'm honored to be a part of it. Thanks for letting me uh, share what I can bring to the table (laughs) with those of you here at Morningstar. uh, Absolutely. Concerning sound, uh, I am a firm believer that the sound needs to be be absolutely excellent Mm -hmm. uh, in every way. Uh, The best that we can make it, uh, and no apologies. And right. the reason for that is because we're trying to be, uh, I believe, relevant to the people that come to church mm-hmm. today. And and since 1990, I go back a few years <laughs> before that, but since 1990, car stereo has really improved. Mm-hmm. And when you get out of your car and walk into the church building, uh, most cars, if you're listening to audio in your car, listening off your t- phone or, or all, even off a radio station, it sounds big and rich and full mm-hmm. and, and it's a big stereo sound. And, and those of you that have home stereos in your, in your home stereos there at your house, you know, with surround sound and so forth, when you come into uh, you come out of that environment and then you walk into a church environment, you want it to sound the same way or I want it to sound the same way. If you come into a church and the audio sounds like it's coming out of a tin can, as my dad used to say, <laughs> or if it's all muffled and you can't understand the words, uh, my, that's a whole philosophy we'll get into here just in a minute, mm-hmm. then you're not going to be as engaged. You're going you're gonna to have a tendency to have your mind wander. You're not going to... Uh, uh, 
I think, uh, you know, be ministered to as well. Bottom line is, I want the church sound to be the m- most excellent that we can possibly make right. it. And I've been a recording st- uh, engineer since uh, way back in the last century. And so <laughs> stereo sound is really important. And when Ben came on here at Morningstar, uh, he contacted me. We came down, evaluated everything, and found out that the equipment here was actually had some really good stuff. So we've been doing some upgrades. We've added, uh, uh, you know, subs. And the, ser- the system here is in stereo. So when you walk into Morningstar, Sunday morning, uh, you're going to hear a really nice sound system uh, that that engulfs you, mm-hmm. and uh, and I just think it's that crucial. Uh, Pastor, you spend hours, untold hours, preparing mm-hmm. a sermon and right. uh, and preparing for what you're going to share with your congregation, and you need to be able to feel like the sound system is your tool mm-hmm. to impart that gospel message that the Lord has impressed upon you mm-hmm. uh, to the people that come to church. Right. And it's our job to take that every word, whether it is sung or preached uh, from the pulpit or from the from the stage area, goes through the sound system. Mm-hmm. I tell my audio engineers when I do training, I say this is the most one of the most crucial jobs in the entire uh, church in the church's entire ministry because right. every like I said a minute ago, every word goes through that sound system. So we need to make sure that every word gets into the heart of those that come and. Uh, uh, as far as the the music goes, if we have a, a full sound, the words are intelligible. Uh, it it doesn't hurt you, uh, and, and uh, you know, as far as tone and everything is balanced well, then we're just going to be more effective right. in every way. And so, a big portion of what I do is training. Uh, you know, we do service. I, I like to do up system upgrades. We just Ben and I worked on a, a church down in Cincinnati yesterday. Mm-hmm. He he mm-hmm. went down to a, a pastor friend of his and we we did a major update on their sound system and the sound is fantastic. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I just firmly believe in it as a, as the main tool in mm-hmm. the sanctuary to get the gospel into the hearts of those that uh, come to to church. That's awesome. And, and just for some of our people who might be listening, we're not just talking about loudness. Like right. it's not just about exactly. putting on as loud as we, there's more to it than just the volume of thank sound. You, right? Thank you for saying that. Um, right. So many people, uh, if a system is not set up properly, so many people will perceive it as being loud mm-hmm. when perhaps it's not even loud enough. Right. Uh, if the system sounds harsh or has a hardness to it, mm-hmm. particularly ladies will feel like, oh, that just hurts my ears, and they're being truthful. Right. And, and if you can tune that out, if you can balance the system properly as far as the tone is concerned, and as well as the mix and the blend on the vocals, mm-hmm. but when that sound system is actually matched to the room and tuned properly, you can run a little bit of excess volume, and people will not perceive it as being loud. I uh, am uh, the audio engineer for a gospel group from Columbus called The Guardians, and I travel literally all over the United States. And one of the things I try to do as their sound guy is I want their concerts to engulf Mm -hmm. the crowd. Engulf does not mean blow everybody through the back wall. Engulf means get the sound big and full Mm. And I've found that when I am able to do that, uh, I take great pains in setting up the concert system. Right. When I'm able to do that, we don't get complaints. Right. And uh, right. or very, very rarely someone will say, I might have been a little loud, but you're usually, you know, uh, uh, you know, I always take that into consideration. But, but anyway, uh, yeah. it's rare that yeah. we ever do because it doesn't hurt their ears. Okay. And so the point I'm wanting to make is, uh, you know, if we have the system set up properly, it won't hurt and, uh, and, and, uh, and it can be even more effective. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and so so for us here at Morningstar, Mark, you have have come in and, and kind of in stages, and that's what I've always appreciated. Now, um, both at this ministry and the last ministry, we've 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 here's where we need to be, here's where we can be right now, 
and, and so why why church sound right for for you you could probably do a event sound and you could probably go find um, places that have huge budgets and and you could bring in the pro audio for all of that stuff with your company but but why church sounds and what's the unique um, challenges but but um, also excitement of working with church sound I uh, firmly believe in in what I do and what I can bring to a church. I firmly believe in it as a ministry. Mm-hmm. Again, I said, I said earlier, let me reiterate that every word that comes from that pulpit, every word the pastor speaks to the congregation, every word that you sing, Ben, as a worship pastor, uh, or as, as your team shares, mm-hmm. comes through that sound system. And it's up to me to, to, to I say, it's up to me as the audio engineer mm-hmm. to capture that and to get that into the hearts of people through my skill and through the technology that we have as far as, uh, you know the system there you know the church of sound system right and uh and i you were talking about doing things in stages yeah. and uh obviously you know church may not have ten thousand dollars to put into an upgrade immediately mm-hmm. um but once we evaluated the system let's talk about Morningstar for a minute once yeah. we evaluated the system here and realized hey there's some good bones we have some good equipment mm-hmm. the people that uh were taking care of it beforehand uh, had actually made some wise purchases and we 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 uh evaluated what we had that was good Mm -hmm. and then we evaluated we realized the shortcomings that we had Mm -hmm. and so we sat down and set up a plan uh to upgrade the church's sound system and uh and we did that in stages one of the problems uh with uh, with doing it that way is sometimes after the first step the system will sound so much better (laughs) that Mm -hmm. everybody forgets Phase two and phase right. three, you know, <laughs> right. and uh, and so, but that's not the case here. I've worked right, in, right. in working with you on on other yeah. projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben is he's focused on the end result. Yeah, the, after we came in and retuned everything mm-hmm. and 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 went through it all, yeah, it sounded better. But we knew we had to take it to the next level. So a digital console was purchased. Uh, uh, new speakers were purchased. The stage was rebuilt. My mm-hmm. goodness, the stage is amazing. Yeah. You guys worked on that so hard. Um, but all of that was done through phase two. Now we're stepping into phase three, yeah. where we're even fine-tuning what we've done even more um and uh and uh, like, like i said earlier i'm just and just thrilled to be a part of it and to be a part of a growing thriving ministry i love it right so what would you say um to a pastor who or a worship pastor who's got a budget that man it's just not it's just not big right you know they it, it's just the challenges sometimes of being a small church even even uh you know the friend of john and i that's a, the ministry friend down in cincinnati that just did an install you know his situation was kind of that way what would you say as somebody who's in church audio, how would you direct them if they mm-hmm. called you? What wow. would be your, Have yeah. someone that you trust, someone who understands the ministry and who understands sound equipment. Have someone that you trust consult with you uh, and, and have them have your heart for the ministry concerning the the project we worked on in Cincinnati. That's been a two year ongoing project. Mm-hmm. And uh, but, you know, have someone that you trust and have an end end goal and end result you know in mind what i like to do is uh is meet with the with the folks at the church Mm -hmm. and let's let's see what their needs are Mm -hmm. and then let's see what their vision is Mm -hmm. and then let's 
develop a plan to go forward from there. Maybe the church doesn't have $50,000 to invest in a new system. Maybe they have 3000 Maybe they have 5000 Right. We need to know where we need to be mm-hmm. and then take steps to get it to go there, to, okay. to get the end result to happen. Right. Uh, I, don't, I do not believe in, in selling a piece of equipment or telling a church they need to buy a piece of equipment to just get them by. Right. I, believe, I do not believe in throwing good money after bad. If you can't afford what you genuinely need, and that doesn't always mean the most expensive piece out there, right. but if you can't afford it, wait until you can. Mm-hmm. Don't throw away $100 when you need a $200 piece of equipment. That's good. And, uh, and, and that is the right consultant can help you with that. Uh, you know, Ben, we've talked about various things here at Morningstar. Do we need that? Well, you know, we could do that, but let's let's wait until we can do this. We could okay. have when we re- updated the subwoofers, we could have put in cheap ones mm-hmm. or cheaper ones that wouldn't have sounded as good or wouldn't have been enough for this room. But rather than do that, my counsel was let's wait. Let's not do this right now. Let's wait until the funding is there, mm-hmm. until the budget allows it. And uh, and so that's that is that's really important. I think mm-hmm. that's yeah. good. And then Mark uh, also so there sometimes we bring you in and consult and have you do things but then um, instead of for me going to Sweetwater or Amazon I'll, I'll call and order equipment from you and and why why is it benefit to have account again it, it doesn't cost me anything to have you as my consultant it, it, it costs me something to bring you in right when I bring yeah, you in that, right. that costs for a service call and it costs um, to order things but not usually honestly usually less than it would cost me to order from somewhere else but why why is there a benefit to just not going online and just ordering stuff, what's the benefit of having a sound consultant? I appreciate you asking that question. And uh, truly, you can buy any piece of equipment online, regardless. It could be you know made anywhere in the world, and you can get online and find it and purchase right. it. The, the difference is uh, when I'm able to provide the equipment, you buy me. And yeah. that's all really I have to sell. I have 40 years of audio experience that I bring to the ministry. And uh, and your sound guy can call and say, hey, I'm having a problem with whatever it might be. And they can get me. They have my cell number. And they can get in touch with me if they're having an issue or if something's not working right or they have a musician that needs a little bit of assistance on stage. You can you can get hold of me, and, uh, and I will bring my years of ministry-oriented audio engineering all my experience to bear on your issue or your need or your problem. And you can't find that at the big res- resellers, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and, uh, and it's very personal, too. I take what I do in the ministry and for my clients, for my churches, Morningstar in particular, since, you know, we're here today, uh, I take it very personally. I want it good. Yeah, and right. uh, uh, I, I feel that, that for me personally, I want to be able to answer to the Lord and say, yeah, when I was at Morningstar, we didn't just get them by, but we did our very best mm-hmm. to help them make their ministry as effective as possible. And, uh, and so that you can't buy, uh, you can buy the equipment, but you know, you can't, you can't, you can't get me. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if I have anything to bring in, it, it's just that and the experience. Yeah. And I love, and one other thing, let me, let me touch on this. And that is uh, training. Uh, the finest equipment in the in, that you can buy is of no real value mm-hmm. if you don't understand how to use it. Right. And one of the things I love to do is teach. I've held many seminars. I enjoy explaining to potential audio engineers and those guys that and gals that have worked in audio and have never had a chance to just really learn some of the details. I enjoy starting from the beginning and explaining it all in such a way that the average person can understand it. Where does a church go? to learn this kind of skill and this and and this kind to gain this kind of knowledge fortunately we have the internet right. but 
where do you go to learn that? Most people work real jobs. I'd say probably 99.9 of the percent of the audio people that I work with on a daily basis are not professional audio people, but they're volunteers that come in on Sunday morning to help the church. They're there Wednesday night to help the church. They're there Thursday night for choir practice and Saturday for a funeral. These people right. are volunteers. And where do they go to uh, to hone their skills or to understand more of why that microphone has a feedback ring to it or why the sound system doesn't sound properly or why you use a compressor for the podcast (laughs) you know where do you go to learn that and that's something else that i love to do i have a passion to teach and uh and with 40 years sitting in a recording studio doing only gospel music i've i guess i've learned a few things and i love to share it yeah yeah and and the case in point for me in that is is i called you um because i thought there was some some moder- some microphones that I thought looked pretty cool that would look cool for our, our choir and and uh, you said well they might work but what you <laughs> could instead invest in was some some drum microphones and take the choir microphones that you're using to mic your drums cuz we just again Mark helps us use what we had right. to work instead of using those why don't you invest in some drum microphones and put the choir microphones you have that are great choir microphones on your choir and and I said, that sounds like a good idea, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, oh, and I could have gone to I could have gone online and bought the microphones mm-hmm. that I wanted, but you kept me from spending money on something good from spending money on something best. And mm-hmm. yeah. and we wow. try and do that in ministry, right? Sure, uh, every area, yeah, absolutely. Every so would would you say it's a fair probably a fair statement? And and correct me if I'm wrong. That there's a lot of churches out there that are way overspending on sound stuff, and a lot of churches that are way underspending that there's actually probably very few churches that are in that sweet spot wow yes i've seen i've seen both sides of that coin mm-hmm. and uh and truly i i would have to say that i've probably seen more churches in the line of work that i'm in that have not invested properly they've got money to spend but they mm-hmm. have not been directed in the right way and i find a lot of just very subpar gear that doesn't mean cheap gear mm-hmm. but it just means equipment that that is just barely enough to get by right. and uh and so sometimes it comes back to uh when we were talking about buying wireless microphones for instance mm-hmm. it's like don't buy that that hundred dollar wireless microphone when you really need a $300 wireless right. microphone in order to have consistency and to have the quality of sound. Right. And so I do see, I do see a lot of that. And, mm-hmm. and, and, but again, it comes back to the training and the right. education. Right. Where do people go to, to learn this? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have someone, I feel like you have to have someone that you can trust who's got right. your best interest in mind. Right. Which is the benefit of having someone like you wow. to keep it from overspending, but underspending and make sure we're in that moment. And I think even for us, like moving forward for us, we're, probably within five years going to be needing to look at seriously uh, if we keep growing where we are building a dedicated worship center. And I know personally, I know a lot of pastors and, and people who I know in ministry that and because so much money is spent on, on designing the building and building it, sometimes we underestimate the cost of putting in the right sound system. Yeah. Can you speak to that a little bit? Like what the importance of that, of doing well, it right the first time? I, I like to, I, I'm leaving uh, Monday morning early to go down to Tennessee to a new Baptist church down there. They're actually building a new sanctuary, and I've been consulting with them back and forth, so we're going to do the first on-site survey. Mm -hmm. I like to be involved, when possible, from the planning stages. Mm -hmm. I told the pastor uh, from that church just a couple days ago, I said, it's a whole lot easier to move a wall with a pencil than it (laughs) is a sledgehammer. (laughs) You're right. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes (laughs) it's just something that simple. But it's having the vision. It's knowing where you want to go, Mm -hmm. and then uh, someone— 
like myself, there's other great people in this business, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, having someone who has your back, someone who understands your vision, and someone who's looking out for you, mm -hmm. uh, and and will say, you know, hold on, we need to put the subs in this location, or we need to move the house speakers to this location in order to cover the room better. We, you, mm -hmm. you actually need this speaker, not this speaker. Here's the reason why. Right. And somebody who, who a, a consultant, somebody who you trust, who who's not just looking to sell you something to make the highest profit margin, but right. someone who really will say, no, that speaker you have is gonna work great mm -hmm. if we do this to it, if you right. just move it. Right. So, um, you, you, I just firmly believe that a church that maybe is in the process of planning, like I know Morningstar's vision in the mm -hmm. next few years is to have a new worship facility, right. and uh, but but where you know someone that will see where the church is wanting to be, catch the vision, and then have the knowledge to help them plan the sound and video to get them to that next level, mm -hmm. and uh, and it's it's about the quality of the equipment. Uh, understanding where you want to go it's not so much about the amount of money right. that you spend right uh, yeah. and so if you if if you're if you're wise in your purchases uh, and if you have someone that you trust that knows where they're going then mm -hmm. by all means uh, uh, you know let's that well, that's only a blessing absolutely and something that you said I think last time we met that really stuck out to me because um, we, we believe in everything that we do to be done in excellence. Like yep. if we can do it better, we should do it better. And something that stuck out to me last time, we I think we were sitting down to lunch and you said there's no reason why the bar down the street should have a better That's sound right. system than the house of God. And I'm like, wow, that is so true. Like why would we skimp on why, why in the world will we let the world take over what we should be doing better anyway? And oh, man. that just, that just hit me. I, I've, I haven't forgotten that at all. So. That's a, that's a sermon in and of itself. It is. You're, you're right. And so many times we see that mindset, well, that's good enough. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and if good enough is the best that you can do, then, then, then okay. But sometimes good enough just is, doesn't work for me. Right. I want it to I want to bring excellence in mm -hmm. every way, right? And uh, and and so yes, I I have said that, and I appreciate you reminding <laughs> me of that. <laughs> and I really believe it. I'm I, sorry, I, do I just too. do in I, my heart. I, I believe agree. that. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, there there's that that I love, and then uh, I've been to the your home church, and, yes. and I've met a bunch of young men who um, are running the sound there. They're playing instruments there, and and they they all. Um, and, and you don't like to take credit for this, they, they all in some way or another learned um, because you provided tools for them and training for them wow. to do so. And so for the, for the guy who has a church and he's got great sound guys and he's got a, bu a bunch of teenagers who are sitting there on Sunday morning taking it all in, um, what does he need to, to do to make sure that in 10 years, when his sound guy can't be a sound guy anymore, doesn't want to be a sound guy anymore, gets transferred to Florida, or what, what does he need to do to make sure that he's correctly preparing the future for, for his band, for his sound engineers? Because we do it, we try to do it with those who want to be pastors and ministry leaders, but there's this whole group, and, and you've told... Um, me uh how some of the ways that you guys did that oh man this burns inside me i so appreciate you asking that question and uh, i think that this is a bit of wisdom that every church can can uh, uh use and my pastor played on my very first recording session back in 1981 he's a dear friend and uh, his name is chuck lawrence and, and i love chuck like a brother and uh but he's my pastor too so I, I love and admire him we built a new building uh christ temple in huntington and uh, that building was in the year 2000 was a six million dollar project moved into it debt free god did a awesome. miracle in that many miracles in that regard but 
among the, again, knowing the vision for the church, Chuck imparted that to me and, and the friends that we were. He said, Mark, I remember the conversation well. He said, we have raised a generation of people who do not know how to play music, who do not know how to actually work in the worship service. He said, we've got to change that and we've got to start now. And I said, okay, what's, what's your plan? He said, we have youth. He said, we have a youth room. Uh, and he said, we need to put a sound system in there. And I was thinking, okay, we'll put a couple speakers and a little mixer. He said, it needs to be good. I said, define good. He said, I want it to, have, I want it to be as excellent as, as anything you're going to go out and find in any building anywhere. And I said, that's going to be expensive. He said, it's okay. It's the investment we're willing to right. make. I drew up a plan, and I said, what's my budget? He said, I have given you the need. He said, you, he said the budget will be there. He said, you provide the solution. Mm, nice. I swallowed really hard. <laughs> I said, that puts a lot, of, a lot of pressure on me, and he said, that's, that's where it's going to be. So I came back with uh, a sound system that was designed for the room, mm -hmm. that was in stereo, it had subs, it had everything that you would need in a normal worship service. And he didn't blink an eye. He said, the money will be there. He said, let's place the order. And so I did. A few weeks, well, a few weeks later, we had the sound system. We had it in. And this would have been about the year 2000. And I trained. I, ha I did a class for the Bible college there on audio 101. And I trained a, a couple among the, the young men that were in the class that I had, that I had trained. Uh, was, uh, there was a couple young men that actually moved in to work in the sound in the youth room. My son was one of them. And uh, so these, these people, these young men and, and girls, uh, began to learn how to do sound. And, and uh, they had me as a resource, a few other great techs at our church mm -hmm. uh, as a resource, and they began to learn. They uh, uh, studied it. And these were, I'm talking kids that were 14, 15, 16 years old. Wow. And, uh, and, and, and they got really good really pretty quick. And I came into the youth room one day, and I found a couple of our Beta 58 microphones <laughs> with the ends bashed in on them and all tore up. And, and I went down, I picked one up, and I went down to my pastor, who was my friend Chuck, and we're, we're on a first-name basis. And I said, look at this. This microphone's torn all to pieces. What in the world? He said, I get it. He said, it's in the youth room. I said, yeah, I came from, I said, they're just tearing stuff up. He said, mm -mm. he said, that's the investment we're making in these young people coming up today. He said, it's going to cost us. He said, we're going to lose a microphone right. or two. We're going to use the guitar. We're going to blow a speaker. He said, it's going to happen. He said, that's the investment market that we're making. And man, I left that meeting with him uh, with a whole new appreciation where we were going. Here is the bottom line. That was 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago. Um, we have raised at our church a generation, and this continuing to to produce musicians and singers. These these kids that are in grade school and junior high and high school that are learning to play music and they're learning to sing. And we have raised a generation of young technicians that are just absolutely excellent. These these kids have taken what I've done and moved it to a whole new level as far wow. as their skill. They have the internet as a resource, YouTube. I didn't have twenty years ago, you know. Right. But it has reaped incredible dividends and I know that that's part of the vision here mm -hmm. empowering your youth to learn how to sing how to play music right. and how to do sound 
teach them how to do the video and, and get them an opportunity. Give them, empower them to make a mistake. Right. Empower them to drop a microphone and break it or to, <laughs> to get a feedback and tear up a speaker or something. You know, empower that and say that's just the price of the investment that we're going to make in teaching our kids how to provide worship in this 21st century. That's good. And, uh, and it's my heart, and, and thank you for asking that question. I yeah. hope I answered it properly. Uh, amazing. I mean, yeah. that's, that's awesome. So, um, Mark, anything else that you would, if you, if you, that you would want to share with pastors, people that go to a church, uh, when it comes to um, sound music, anything that you would want to just, to just drive home that that would be important for you? Wow, thank you, Ben. Um, uh, again, the sound in your sanctuary, regardless of how hard you prepare uh, as a pastor, and uh, uh, the sound in your sanctuary needs to be as excellent as it possibly can. That doesn't mean it needs to be incredibly loud. It just needs to be excellent. We need to portray the church to the people that come, particularly new families, as quality in every way and that doesn't always mean expensive so let's put an emphasis on getting the gospel into the hearts of people whether it is on a recording like we're doing today uh, whether it is in the sanctuary let's let's make it the best that we possibly can and let's do that through education let's do it through a vision knowing where you want to go and through training and uh, and and I I it, it humbles me. I'm from West Virginia, okay? <laughs> and, uh, and it humbles me to see where the Lord has allowed me to go and some mm-hmm. of the things that he has allowed me to do uh, through, you know, through audio. And, and again, I, I love getting to help a church and getting to do training and 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 uh and it's it was so gratifying last night when we walked out of the church in Cincinnati and uh and we realized the difference that we had made mm-hmm. in their worship experience by adding the right speakers and putting it all in. So, so I would just, I would just say, let's put an emphasis on the sound. Mm-hmm. Let's do the best that we can to make it the best that we can. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, right. and see where it takes us. I know, I know that right. God will be glorified for it. Absolutely. I mean, if they can't, if they can't hear it, doesn't matter how well you present the gospel. If they can't hear it, it doesn't matter. And, if it's we, dist- we, and we can't worship if they can't, here, if right? it's a distraction, Absolutely. Pastor, Absolutely. you know, uh, if your microphone's dropping out or right. you get a squeal while you're, it, it distracts you, right. it distracts the congregation. And yep. uh, yes, Absolutely. I, I firmly believe it. Well, Mark, we appreciate hearing your heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're so thrilled that you, for us, you're on our team here at Morningstar. Obviously, you're not with us all the time, but but you're on our team. You're a phone call away, and, yep. and it's been huge for me to have that. And so there's other ministries that let me just say that they need their there are other pastors listening right now that that need to get in contact with you whether they realize it or not um, pastor who's listening you need to get in contact yep. with mark and um, so mark how can they do that what's the best way to do that well ben probably the easiest way to do it uh would be email and uh, you can email me the name of my company is harvest pro audio and uh that's harvest pro audio at gmail.com i also don't mind if uh, uh you know my phone number is out there and so let me give you that it is 304-634-0358 you can text me there that's my cell and uh, if you have questions or would like to talk to me about doing some consulting work or, uh, uh, you know, just impart a vision and say, hey, you know, what do we need to do? I, a lot of times I right. can help a church get pointed the right direction just right. with a phone call. So, um, right. uh, but let's, let's, um, let's, let me, let me just, just leave it at that. Also, if you would want to write, uh, let me give you uh, a, a mailing address, which is Harvest Pro Audio. And my name is Mark Hale, and it's P.O. Box 955. And the town is Lavalette, 
West Virginia. That's L-A-V-A-L-E-T-T-E, West Virginia, 25535. And, uh, and I'm... Again, every opportunity I have to share knowledge and to to work with a church, I just truly treasure. So, um, you know, I would be happy if they want to give me a call. Absolutely. That'd be great. Mark, we really appreciate uh, that. And and I can just say you can hear he'd give you every way in the world to contact him Mm -hmm. because he just really has a heart um, to to help you get the gospel into the hearts and hands and ears of your people the best way that you can. And, And so I would just encourage you to reach out to Mark. So until next time.